0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. Tonight, we're going to be breaking down the very first game of the Auburn men's basketball season. Your Auburn Tigers are victorious, sitting at 1-0 after taking down the Georgia Southern Eagles by the score of 83-74. We're going to talk about the game, the stats, the highlights, all the stories in between. Cover all that here with myself, Kyle Loomis, and my co-host, and new partner in crime, Mr. Drew Hooper. Drew, your second time as the official co-host on here. How does it feel? Uh, it's good.
1: I mean, glad to get a win. Definitely. Basketball is always tricky, especially to start off the season. You don't know really where you're going to land, but it's always good to come out with a win, eh, hey, Bama
0: fans? <laughs> wow. Look, you. what are we, like, a minute into this recording and you are already taking shots at Bama this year?
1: Not taking what? shots, just asking them how it feels to win the first game.
0: Well, obviously they don't know because they lost to Penn, which I wasn't aware of until a few minutes ago. But that's just it's hilarious. I mean, it's let's be honest. It's not like they lost to Barry in an exhibition game. But still, they should probably be beating Penn anyway. Uh, this is not an Alabama uh, show or laughing at them, even though we'll probably will take opportunities to do that at nauseum this year. Let's talk about our game. And, and I, I think this is a great question to start off with, especially for you, Drew, as a newcomer in. Give me one word that would describe this game for you uh for Auburn versus Georgia Southern. Messy
1: would probably describe it for me. Uh it was a dogfight. And Georgia Southern was an experienced team you and I previewed that on our first show. They they senior Laden, they did well in Sunbelt last year, played very well all last year and we thought coming in you know what this is gonna be a tough game Bruce Pearl said this is gonna be a tough game and mm-hmm. sure enough Georgia Southern was like gnats at a barbecue in the middle of summer in the God. South they would just not get away and would not stop just hitting shot after shot after shot after shot and you know what they hung around but give it credit to Auburn Auburn found a way to win the game but I think messy is the word I would use
0: yeah and I think the messiness I, I, I'm trying to decide if it's more first game jitters or is it chemistry issues? I think you can make a case for, for both, but where do you fall on that spectrum jitters or uh, chemistry issues?
1: I think you split it right down the middle. I I think you see jitters from Okoro and some of the other freshmen, because there was a few times that Okoro looked like he was walking on ice just feet coming out from under him. And he's been running, playing with basketball for years. Uh, so, you know, for the freshmen, this is jitters, your Auburn arena, that crowd is bumping first game of the season. So there are some jitters there, but you can see in the second half where they inserted themselves a little bit more. And for some of our seniors and upperclassmen, you know, I I don't know why it would be chemistry issues, but it just seemed to be maybe not as locked in as they should have been, but ultimately got the job done. So you can't really knock it at all.
0: There's two points I, I want to take off what you just said there. First of all, let me address the seniors. Uh, I had an epiphany moment during the middle of this game because uh, for those of you that don't know, we do have a discussion forum on Facebook where we do game threads um, for most of the basketball games as well as football games. And in the middle of this game, that stat came up there about the five seniors. And I, I just, I knew it in the back of my head But I didn't really appreciate that, you know, Purifoy, Wiley, Dowdy, McCormick, Anthony are all seniors. I know this is just the first game, Drew, but this team's going to look drastically different just from that class alone leaving next year. And I guess I I say that point to say that I, I would wonder if there are chemistry issues, what the problem is, because these guys have been around for a while is it chemistry with the new players or not I'm I, I'm not I'm not really sure uh but just an appreciation for how many seniors we have on this team and how different the team is going to look at the end of this tonight I, I want to ask you about Okoro since you brought him up um maybe some jitters as well what do you think about his first true appearance and first stats officially for the Auburn Tigers I mean,
1: he did about as well as you could ask for him to do. He guarded his position very well, guarded other positions on the switch very well, drove to the basket. I thought he was very good about not looking just to get his all the time, but getting his head up and making the pass. He only had two assists, but he had a bunch that I, I guess you would classify as he passed someone into an assist. Yes. If he put he set up a player, and I know specifically one that pops into my mind was got a turnover pushing down the court and he could have easily gone and went for the highlight play, try to catch a body or something like that, but ultimately decided to pass to McCormick. McCormick would then go pass it off from there for a layup. And you know what? He he did a good job just being a good team player, which is really all any of these players need to be. We don't need just someone just to take over each and every game. And I, I thought Okoro played within the system which is exactly what Bruce Pearl wants people to do.
0: Well, and here's the encouraging thing about that. You know, this is the guy of the class this year. He's the one that's being hyped up. He's the one that's got all of the eyes on him. And sometimes that can go to guys head. So I think it is, like you said, it's very encouraging to see the guy playing within a system, knowing his role right now. And I'm sure it's going to expand. We saw the same thing happen with Chuma. Chuma was, you know, just being a team player. And then eventually took over and I, I think that's what's going to happen here with Okoro, and it's very nice, and I'm glad you brought up that specific play with McCormick and him where he could have gone coast-to-coast, coast, but he chose to give that ball up and it resulted in a basket for Auburn there. So very encouraging in terms of an overall play for him. I thought, and this kind of leads into a di- another discussion as well, he was a little excited at times and energetic, resulting in a couple charges. That, did he have two? Is that Am I counting that right, Drew?
1: I think he had two. I know he had three personal fouls fouls altogether. I know one of those he got called on a reach-in, which I thought was kind of a bogus call, but I I thought definitely one was a charge because he just went flying. Yes. And, like, knee right to the guy's chest. other one was a little iffy, but, you know what, he was a little amped, and I'm perfectly fine with him being amped on the first game of the year.
0: Yeah. And I don't expect anything less from a, from a freshman. I mean, they are ready to play. They're excited. And, you know, you're in your home arena and it sounded like it was a great crowd and atmosphere there for Georgia Southern team. Uh, So I don't expect Okoro to be perfect in this, but a lot of encouraging signs for him that maybe there he's going to live up to the hype, but even more importantly, that he's going to be part of the system and be part of this team, which I think is going to be crucial going down the stretch here. Uh, One thing, Clint and I tried to do better about last year was not rant about the refs. And I think we had a case, especially in the first half here, where we had some very questionable and poor calls. Would you agree or have any discussion points about the ref in this game? I,
1: you know, they were all right. Like, I mean, Basketball refs are always iffy. You never know what you're going to get as far as are they going to really push the charge? Or are they really going to push blocking fouls? Are they going to be ticky tacky with reach in or hand checks? And you know what? It's first game of the season for them. Really, this is their warm up too, and so I I thought it was all right overall. Mm-hmm. There was there were some that I would like to have, but there some on Georgia Southern. I'm I'm sure that they would definitely like to have back too.
0: Yeah, and I I'm, I expect them to not be in complete hundred percent form at the first game of the season, but it's there's a history there with Auburn players and Auburn fans, especially in basketball uh, where it just seems we just cannot catch the break on some of these calls. And I I don't think that's necessarily the case tonight, but I think you saw a little bit of that angst kind of showing up, Uh, you know, the crowd was giving them a little bit there. And to be honest, we didn't put ourselves into some good situations, especially now, if you look at the turnover battle here, 18 turnovers for Georgia Southern, 21 for Auburn. And I think at one point in the first half, it was like six turnovers to 11. Um, I think when you categorize this game as messy, I think you need to look no further than the turnovers. Uh, Were those just poor passes or miscommunications from your viewpoint?
1: I thought a lot of it was just kind of careless, lackadaisical passes. Mm -hmm. And I I believe most of our turnovers actually came – either trying to do a cross-court pass which I don't I'm not a fan of they they come off from time to time and I think as this team improves and gets into form they'll come off a lot more often but I think a lot of our passes came with lazy entry passes into the post we seem to get very stuck on wanting to get the ball down the post to Austin Wiley which I mean I I get why we wanted to do that but it it just seemed like we get so honed in on that that we wouldn't make a great pass and that You know, that's going to get cleaned up. They're going to go in the film room before Davidson this weekend and really look at that. And I guarantee you, Bruce Pearl is going to hammer that home. Is, you know what? Like, if you're going to make a pass, make it with conviction. Don't make it half heartedly or have hesitation with it. Make the pass the right way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there's some room here for them to clean up a few things, especially going on the road uh, against Davidson, which is going to be at a neutral site, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second here. Let me run down a couple of stats for you uh, while we're kind of looking through some of them and uh, maybe discuss a few of them. Field goal percentage for Auburn, 50% from the field, 29 for 58, 32% from the three point land and 72% from the free throw line. Now, Drew, Uh, you being the new guy here, one of my harping points is free throws. Uh, While I would say 72% in most people's books is fine, for me, I require 80% or more for me to be satisfied with free throws. Uh, Where do you stand on that percentage?
1: I I, I think you need to hit your free ones. And you know what? Like, it was all right. I think most of our misses – Actually came from Wiley, who's a big man. He missed two. Dowdy missed two, but Dowdy also took a lot of free throws, took a lot of beatings. M- McCormick missed two. I-, I don't think that's really that forgivable. Uh, but, I mean, it-, it was all right. Still trying to work into that groove. My my pet peeve is always how many assists do we get, and mm-hmm. we ended with 13. And I don't think that's a great number to end with against the opponent we were playing.
0: Is that a... A result of the amount of guard play we lost this year and trying to get people to play more, I, I guess, teammate-friendly basketball. Because I think you saw that happen a lot for Bryce and Jared. And, it's, you know, a lot of it was between the two of them at times. But I just wonder, what is are we going to see a drop-off in this throughout the season? And where? And I guess let me ask you this specific question. 13 is not good enough for you. Where would you like the Tigers to be sitting at, SS-wise? Uh-
1: I like to see at least 18 in a game. Okay. I, I think that's a, a good number. Auburn in and in a lot of the games that they ran off on last year were sitting 18 to about 26, 27 range. And I think that's a good number. Then you look at games like Kentucky and Virginia and North Carolina at the end of the year, and they didn't have many. They had like nine assists. So it's not an exact art or science to it. I'm just a big pass the ball guy distributed around. I saw a lot of times in the game we would drive the lane and I guess it's maybe just getting used to a new team is we would have that guy just sitting in the pocket and in in the three, and we wouldn't dish the ball. We would instead go for a contested layup. And I think that just comes with working some of the selfishness out, but also uh, just realizing that your team, your teammates are going to be there, that they're going to be set up. And while this may not be the three and D team that we had last year, they they're going to knock down shots. We still do have shooters on this team that are going to be able to knock down an open three
0: to their credit. When they did not dish it off to the teammate that was wide open there on the post, uh, they tended for the most part to make that. So, You know, I I admire them trusting themselves, knowing they can make the play if they're not going to make the pass. Uh, But I do agree that we need to take advantage of the higher percentage shot there, which is the wide open guy on the block. And I would like to see that a little bit more. And if they do that, you will see that number for assists tick slightly up higher as we go along. It's good to know where you kind of sit, where's your harping point, because mine is free throws and your assist. And I kind of like that dynamic here. Um, Defense wise, a couple of stats from defense. Uh, We forced 18 turnovers. The rebound battle, 41 for Auburn, 27 for Georgia Southern. Uh, A bulk of that comes, well, not even a bulk. It's a pretty good spread, to be honest. We 30 for Auburn uh, defensively, 22 for Georgia Southern, 11 for Auburn on the offensive rebound boards, five for Georgia Southern. And then I look down here a little bit further, steals for Auburn, only six steals for Auburn and 10 for Georgia Southern and two blocks apiece, For both teams tonight in this i think a staple of last year's team and even further back frankly is that they tended to win the defense defensive categories even if it wasn't rebounding uh they would win the steals or the blocks or things like that you would think especially blocks wise with the amount of big men we have on this team and larger body guys that you're going to get a few more of those i find that a little bit interesting what sticks out to you from defensive stats i
1: i I don't feel like we were as active as we should have been with our hands tonight. I think that there was a lot of passes that were made that were far too easy. And the the thing I look at with the defense, I felt like we got, gave up a lot of easy baskets on the press, which is something that we got a lot of steals and turnovers on last year. So I, I I kept seeing Anthony McLemore or Austin Wiley when he was in the game, being that back anchor for the press. I kept seeing them go one on two all the time because we wouldn't get those back guys back into transition. And so I think just getting more into the film room, seeing what wasn't working, that's going to cause this defense to be a little more active. I I was actually shocked that the rebound battle was so – was a larger gap than, yeah. than it was. It, it felt like Georgia Southern did a very good job on the boards all night, and especially on the offensive glass. It felt like they were getting – offensive boards all night but apparently they weren't so it just goes to show like sometimes perception isn't reality
0: well and look at this too if you kind of look at it broken down individually here um, a lot of Auburn defenders got rebounds uh, what well, I guess it's not necessarily defenders but rebounds across the board for them. but there are a couple of people that didn't contribute or as much in that category uh, it spread out pretty well across the Georgia Southern players here and obviously they're a big guy Crawley had the bulk of them with six um, I will admit to you, too, it, it felt at times like the margin should have been a lot closer there. But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I felt like we're starting to see a little bit new Austin Wiley. Not perfect, but I felt like he started to assert himself in this game the way that we would like him to on the glass and finishing a lot on offense. Still a few things here or there that I think were kind of old tendencies he's got to break himself out of. Uh, what did you think about Austin Wiley's play?
1: I thought he did good. I, I, I thought he played exactly how you would want your center to play, especially with the pedigree that he comes out of. And, you know, he did well in the post. He had a few blunders here or there, but still shaking the rest off. I thought he did good on help defense on the rotation. He had a really nice two-handed volleyball dunk off the glass yep. to to deny a Georgia Southern shot. And so, I, you know, I thought he played well. I thought he did really good in what he was asked to do. Yeah, he got some fouls, but ultimately, like, he had guys driving at him two-on-one a lot of the time in that press break all night. So you're going to pick up some fouls, just like McLemore picked up some fouls. And sometimes Mac- you see McLemore backing off a little bit, too, just because he's two-on-one. He knows if he keeps stepping up, he's going to end up picking up more and more fouls. And so uh, I thought Wiley did well. i I think you're going to continue to see him grow and continue to see him get more comfortable as he plays without pain, really, for the first time in a while, I think.
0: Yeah, knock on wood. I'm knocking on it vigorously over here. Uh, so I thought the matchup between him and Crawley obviously was, was a big headline here. And I think you're going to have that storyline a lot as Austin, since he is kind of the the linchpin of this entire of. Uh, Uh, team right now he he's kind of the guy we all look to as the big name there at the moment until Okoro kind of steps up and and seizes it probably Uh, but I thought that their battle was pretty even for the most part and I I like the fact that he was challenged a little bit and I mean if you look at points Crawley had 16 Wiley had 13 Wiley has a lot more rebounds um, and he I think had a little actually had a lot less minutes 14 less minutes than him Uh, so in less minutes to have the production that he did against the guy that he was going to be seeing a lot of action against. I think that was a pretty even match and a good one for him to start off the season. Cause that's what we're really going to need him to do. Um, so I was very pleased with him. Other thing roster wise, I want to talk about. Um, we, we've already mentioned the seniors a little bit. Let's mention some of the new names besides Okoro. Uh, everyone who saw time that we're not super familiar with uh, Turbo Jones, only one minute though, Tyrell Turbo Jones, uh, Jamal Johnson, Alex Flanagan and Devin Cambridge. I would say that their stats aren't super awesome, but which one of those guys maybe stuck out to you the most in this one?
1: Jamal Johnson, give him all the minutes. Uh, I think, I think he's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, I actually got to see him play in person when he was here at Memphis. And so I, I have an attachment to him because I I think he's a very good player. Uh, He's fundamentally sound. I know the Memphis era with Tubby Smith didn't end. Well, but one thing you got to know about Tubby Smith, he, he recruits very strategically fundamental players that understand the game will have a high IQ. And yeah, he finished one of five, but the man hasn't shot a basketball in real live action play in over a year.
0: I mean, for real. Yeah.
1: And I mean, so, and not even that, like, I mean, you got to think, he said it all last year, it was the previous February. So almost a year and a half, two years before he shot basketball got to the line six times, or not six times, uh, three times, and just really made the most of his minutes. I think that's going to be someone that you definitely see more of. Rebounded well when he was in the game. Only played 12 minutes, came out with eight points and five boards. Sky's the limit for him, I think.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I thought there were good moments for everybody. It's hard to say that for Tyrell Jones, though, since he only saw one minute. Uh, I think you, you probably expect him to see a little bit more time as uh, as the season goes on, don't you?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think he's going to be seeing some more time. I, I think we had a lot of players that I thought I'd see tonight that we actually didn't see. Uh, but My you know what? We're
0: like, correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we 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 actually have more than just stretch sitting out tonight. But I think you'll see Tyrell Jones playing a little bit more. Uh, I think you'll see Jamal Johnson get a lot of time at point sh- and shooting guard as well, just splitting time because – McCormick and Dowdy are asking them to take a lot on them. Yeah. And really, we haven't named a backup to them yet. And so I think Flanagan's going to step in there. I think you're going to see uh, Johnson step in there. And obviously, Tyrell Jones. If he's going to get a minute, guess what? His red shirt's burned. I'm pretty sure that's how basketball rules work. I don't know if they changed those yet. So you're going to see him at some point this year. So I, I definitely think the future is bright for this Auburn team.
0: A couple of the names that we did not see tonight, and he've already mentioned one was uh, Stretch or King Bola, and uh, Ty, uh, not Tyrell, uh, Jalen Williams. So um, there are, you know, discussions and rumors that they are going to be redshirted, and you would that would seem to hold true here. So uh, I, I don't think it's a super uh, on, you know, I don't think it's a bad decision if they think they can go without them. I, I think it's a shame because I'd love to see them play after seeing them in the exhibition. Uh, But if we can build for the future with those guys, I think we need to, especially with the senior class uh, that we're leaving out of this Um, for this game, though, Drew, if you had to take one thing away from the Tigers that they need to do better in the next one to be successful, what would it be?
1: Play defense, Uh, legitimately play defense. I, I think we gave up too many easy buckets tonight in transition and also just. We did not swap very well when we swapped. There wasn't a lot of conviction in it, and so I would say defense is my one. I have a one b, but I'm gonna leave it alone. What's yours?
0: uh, I would say free throws <laughs> I mean that's gonna be the 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 thing with me is and I know that they had seventy two percent but i, I just I, that was drilled into me as a player uh when I was uh in high school and my one year in college, and you know I would shoot. because I was out there doing it every single time before practice and after practice. Now, not so much the case. It's it's probably below 80% for me now. Uh, so here I am being a hypocrite, but regardless, uh, free throw percentage, I I need to see that being not every time, but consistently being at 80% for me. And I think that's going to carry Auburn far going into the next one. So let's talk about the next game since those are our things that we need to see them improve upon. We're going to be heading up to Annapolis, Maryland to be part of the Veterans Classic and we'll be playing the Davidson Wildcats. Now everybody knows Davidson because of that guy in the NBA that's a really good three-point shooter and he made a lot of noise while he was here, but he's not there anymore. So Drew, tell me, should I still be afraid of the Davidson Wildcats?
1: Absolutely, because uh We have a writer here in Memphis named Gary Parrish. He is actually a writer for CBS sports and their basketball division is on CBS sports basketball coverage on TV. So he'll actually be on this game for Auburn Davidson up there because it's going to be on CBS, but he does a 25 or top 25 in one article weekly and always gives a little breakdown on the teams and does really good job him and matt norlander there and i always take what they they write to heart and he wrote that this is the best davidson team since the steph curry era and they played well last year and i i think that they're going to be just as good this year they got a guy from iceland which is terrifying already (laughs) and they've just got a lot of flavor to them they struggled in their exhibition game but I mean, it was an exhibition game. I, I'm i not worried, but they're definitely going to be a tougher opponent than Georgia State even was.
0: Oh, yeah, and we kind of knew that going into this, that it was kind of building towards from the exhibition to Georgia Southern to now. Uh, we're stepping right in to that deep into the pool. Um, at the very early stages of the season. So this is one that the Tigers should be taking very seriously and the fans should be ready for a very close game going into. Now, if Auburn just comes in there and shows them what's what, hey, we can be really encouraged by that. But I I don't see it going that way. Uh, They'll play at 5 p.m. Central Time on Friday, November the 8th on the CBS Sports Network. That's where you can catch it at. Now, a couple of stats and just little things to keep aware of about this Davidson team. Uh, now again, we're playing this year's team, but just to let you know, kind of what they're coming off from a season ago, a semifinal appearance for them in the Atlantic Ten Conference, and they were out in the first round of the NIT, so not really a great postseason for them. Uh, but the thing that scares me the most—you've already mentioned the dude from Iceland, uh, Kellen Grady—also is their leading scorer, come back a six-foot-five guard, I believe, and John Axel. Uh, Goodmanson, Goodmanson. is that how you say it? It's Goodmanson. Goodmanson. Okay, so I can say I I King Bola, but I can't say Goodmanson. Uh, Six foot five guard that's their leading rebounder. So here's here's the interesting thing for me, Drew. A six foot five guard is your leading rebounder on your team. That doesn't feel right to me. So either he's an amazing athlete and just a tenacious rebounder, or their big men are terrible. I don't know which way to go on that. Do you think this is an area that Auburn can exploit?
1: I I do, but they've really worked one of their uh, larger guys more into the rotation this year, and Luka Brockoff. Uh He is 6'10", so he's going to give Wiley the business down there. But to have a guard that rebounds well is also a little bit – Not great for Auburn because then you're going to have to rely rely on Samir Dowdy and Javon McCormick to actually box out their guy rather than be leading out on the break like they like to do. And so this is going to be a style buster for Auburn in the way they like to play because while we're not rushing the shot clock all the time, we do like to get up and down the court still. And so this is going to cause them to slow down because we're gonna to have to make sure we rebound. This is going to be a big test. And are you boxing out your guy? Are you putting a body on someone? Are you fighting for the ball? I expect to actually see a decent amount of team rebounds, not just individual rebounds, in this game.
0: So, give me an idea, real quick. Percentage of confidence that Auburn wins this game in the Veterans Classic?
1: I would say I'm seventy percent on well, this I game. And I so, David's—I mean, Davidson really did. I don't take exhibition games for much, but Davidson gave up 94 to the Glenville state pioneers. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And so they, they won the game 102 94, but it it just kind of gave me a little bit of pause because maybe they're not as locked in defensively as they have been in previous years. And so I think this could be uh, just an area that Auburn exploits. They also only play about seven deep Auburn, can play up to 14 deep if they feel like it and so we already have a full game under our belt they only have a an exhibition game and not that that really means much but we've already got our jitters out for the most part on being able to play a full game that counted
0: i think if you take any kind of scenario whether it's uh one game for us no games for them uh rebounding guards versus not I think most of those scenarios tilt towards Auburn's favor for this matchup and thus why I would assume that you feel so confident Um, I would say that I have shifted more towards that amount of confidence but not as far I'd give myself maybe 60 65 somewhere in that range uh, just because it's the first road test even though it's at a neutral site on the road if the team's already trying to figure out this gelling chemistry stuff um, it You know, it's going to even magnify that more on the road, but it's a good way for them to start off the road uh, schedule for them and we'll see how they come out on Friday and we'll be back to you guys again to talk about that. Now, one thing that I do want us to do this year, if I can remember to do it is until we're able to get ourselves a women's basketball show on here, and that's a shout-out to anyone who wants to take on that challenge. I do want us to just give a quick update at the end of every show about what's going on uh, in between our episodes. Uh, they are about to play their first game as we're recording this tomorrow night, which would be Wednesday against Wofford. A lot of new talent coming in, and Coach Fournay is an amazing coach when it comes to defense, and that's something I really admire about her. So that's just your quick update for women's basketball, what's going on there. And we'll try to do that whenever we can at the end of our shows here. Final thoughts, Drew, for Auburn versus Georgia Southern and heading into the next game versus Davidson.
1: Pass ball play defense. Davidson's going to try and turn us over a lot. They're going to be very hard-nosed defensively. They've got a bunch of guys on their team that are scary, like Icelandic people. So you're just really going to have to buckle down. I think – This is going to be another step in that growing process. I mean, every game is going to be a step, but this is – Davis is going to come out and punch you in the mouth. And are you going to return the punch or are you going to lay down? I think it's going to be uh, the calling
0: card for Auburn in this game. What did Iceland do to you? Is it just because they produce so many great basketball players?
1: Oh, no. Iceland – I love Iceland. I think they're amazing. Like, if you have not seen – their soccer team and how they outperformed everyone in the world and their chance that they do and how crazy they are in the streets. Like uh, you need to go look that up on YouTube people because Iceland people don't mess around. And so I I'm just worried about that. I also just learned that there's a player on Davidson named Drew Dibble. So I'm interested in that name as well. Do you think he can dribble? I'm sorry. I had to do it. I don't think he can.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll find out this Friday. Uh, when the tigers take on davidson so that's going to be it for here on our show we appreciate you listening as always and drew they want to talk to you about basketball or anything else especially auburn soccer since you guys are still doing some soccer shows uh, where can they find you on social media
1: you can find me on twitter at drew underscore hoop oop zero two and I I interact I tweet from time to time I'm trying to get better about it but when I'm in games I tend to be focused on those but definitely shout at me if you got questions
0: want to tell me how bad I am anything like that I'm up for it <laughs> and tell him that how wonderful Iceland is and you shouldn't be afraid of their amazing athletes uh, you can get him over there over the those social media contacts you can find me at TigerEye24 on Twitter that's all we have for this edition of Inside the Jungle but until we talk to you again War Eagle War Eagle